What's going on, peeps? This is your host, John, the Syrian kid whose diaries you love and enjoy every single night. Yo, guys, we're nearing on 100 subscribers, which is kind of crazy. I never thought this day would come. <laughs> um, but seriously, I've been enjoying making these so much, and I love hearing your guys' feedback. So make sure you keep commenting and make sure you keep telling me what's going on. Um, keep me in a loop. Today, I want to talk a little bit about <clears throat> how to ace any exam that come that you come across. Any single single exam doesn't matter what it is. You have to. Well, okay, I, scra- I take that back. Not any single exam. Um, I think exams in different fields will have different strategies. But if it's an exam in medicine or science in general, I think this fits. Um, I think if it was an exam like math and you have to solve equations and stuff, then it might be like a different strategy, but you have to, I think the principles still apply to any exam, but keep in mind, my context for saying these principles is medicine exams. So since I'm in medical school, as you all know, um, so to study for any exam, you need to do a couple of things. One, you need to make sure you have a baseline knowledge, right? So the exam is testing you on the nervous system. You can't go into the exam not knowing the components of nervous system, not knowing that, you know, there's a brain, spinal cord, some nerves appear in there. You know, like you can't not know that. Um, you have to. Um, and there's other, you know, framework knowledge that you need to have that you need to have um, besides just the brain and the spinal cord. Um, and to do that, you can obviously read books, the search internet. Um, you can also, depending on if you're actually doing like medicine, it's a medicine exam and you have like practice questions they have access to, you can also learn some content through the practice exams. Um, although that's probably a little bit less, that's probably a more inferior way to learn content. Um, but you can do that. Uh, besides learning the baseline knowledge, the knowledge that you need, um, well, let me focus on that real quick. Um, no, let me continue and then I'll come back to this. I know, I'm sorry. I know, I keep changing my mind. I'm indecisive. You can either bear with me or you can do whatever you want. But, um, so you need to have the baseline knowledge. Two, you need to learn how the exam works. So, is it a multiple choice exam? Um, are there passages? Are there data that you need to like have, a, you know, be able to interpret? Um, how many choices you have? Is it open-ended? What are the constraints to that? Like the, you have to learn what the exam is and you have to learn how they ask questions. Okay. So logistically speaking, third component is you have to learn to read their mind. You have to learn how to read the test taker, the test maker's mind. Um, the only way to do that is to do practice questions if you have access to them, which is why I'm saying, I don't think this strategy works for any exam, because if you're studying for like an undergraduate exam and it's, you know, a course taught by the teacher and the teacher makes the exam, there are no practice questions, right? You don't have access to practice questions, but if it's a standardized exam, um, you have access to practice questions, which I guess I should qualify how to ace any standardized exam. Okay. So you have practice questions. Your practice questions are a are basically 
the the way the test maker thinks broken broken down into you know a thousand pieces if there are a thousand questions you can't just do one and expect to know how the test taker thinks you can't because that's just one way of a thousand ways the test taker has formulated a question so what you need to do is to do as many of them as you can the more you do the better but once you start and this is this is where i think some people are better test takers than others because you can learn how the test taker thinks at question maybe question one if you're really that smart question one question 10 50 200 500 900 right of practice questions until you learn how they think and what i mean by learning how they think is seeing how they ask questions and what information in the question do you need to focus on and being able to basically anticipate the answer before they even ask you the actual question. So if they're telling you all this context and all these details and then they ask you the question at the end, if you know how they think, you're going to know what the answer is before you even read what they're asking you about. You're going to know from like reading the first two lines, maybe. Sometimes more than that, but I'm just saying like you learn to anticipate what they are going to say. Um, and that takes exposure and practice to those questions. So I told you I'd come back to this earlier by learning based on knowledge. Knowledge. So knowledge is really important because you can't read a question and not know anything in it and then expect to know what the right answer is. Sometimes you can get away with it if it's like a semantics kind of question where you can ration your way to an answer without knowing what anything means. But that happens so you know far and beyond. So you need to learn baseline knowledge. But when you're studying for an exam, you can spend a lot of time studying for content and learning everything you possibly can and spend no time doing practice questions and then end up failing miserably, even even because you know know everything and you still fail. You can spend all your time doing practice questions. What happens when you do a lot of practice questions, in my opinion, my humble opinion, is you actually still pass. You don't need to do any content review and still pass because you learn content, hopefully, along the way while you're doing the practice questions. Also, if you're, if, if you're paying attention, you can connect the practice questions together. Learn how they ask different questions about a disease and how they, for example, twist things differently and know how they can they usually tackle it from multiple different angles. Um, and you won't need to know to read like the full chapter on pulmonary embolism, for example. Um, and I know I'm, all these examples I'm saying are all like clinical medicine related. Um, so if it, if, if, oh my God, so if the exam you're taking is not clinical medicine, then this still applies, but I'm just saying my context is clinical medicine. So you can do, you can, you can have the base on knowledge, but we can also get that same base on knowledge from doing the practice questions. Um, but you just have to be careful because when you're reviewing the questions, that's when you learn the, the, the knowledge. You have to be able to sit down and review the questions carefully after you take them. Um, to learn the knowledge that you need to learn. Um, and in my opinion, that's a more efficient way to study. But it's not the mo- the best way to study. If you really want to learn um, the knowledge and have it in your head for use 
of at a later date, I would probably focus a lot on content review and making sure you have the content down and worrying less about the practice questions. But if you if your main purpose is to pass or your main purpose is to get a really high grade on the exam, then I would focus more on the practice questions and you can titrate, titrate how much content review you you pull in depending how how high of a grade you want you need you want you know what i'm saying so if you want to just pass you can just do practice questions don't even worry about content review you'll pass if you want to get a really high grade you can do a lot of practice questions and then see where the gaps are and then add the content review in as you go but don't start with content review first and then do practice questions because i think you're wasting your time if you do that always do practice questions and do whatever you need content review along the way um you can have zero content review and still pass in my opinion my humble opinion um because you can learn how to take the test and learn some content along the way from just one of practice questions so i'll cap it here this is probably a very useless episode uh but that's been on my mind since my last medicine shelf is tomorrow um it's the last one of my second year in medical school and my last one for the rest of my life um so i'm excited i only have two other big exams in medical school and um those exams are probably big are pretty big exams they're you know more than five hours long so they're pretty long um but i have i can study for them full time which is great um and i'm excited about because when I like, when I, st- I like to focus on one thing at a time, and when I'm studying and doing a rotation at the same time, I feel like I, my brain is all over the place. But once I get to study, study, whew, I'm unstoppable. Okay, I'm sorry. Good night, y'all. I love you. I'll catch you tomorrow. And until then, keep grinding and study hard. Peace. <laughs>